I'm here at the GFI conference with Rob Ray from Datto. How are you, sir? Wonderful. Thank you, Carl. Very good. And thank you for helping to sponsor this very cool event. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. I'm glad. This is the first time Datto's been able to sponsor here, so we're very excited to be here. And so what is going on with Datto? What's newest, latest, greatest thing? Uh, lots. We're growing phenomenally quickly. We actually just recently, within the last three weeks, were named to the Inc. 500 yet again. It's our third consecutive year, um, which is significant because, according to our numbers, only 3% of companies in the United States have actually been able to stay on the Inc. 500 for more than three years. So for us, that's a significant uh, and a reflection of our, our actual rapid growth. Um, and we are growing quickly. Datto, uh, before the end of 2014, will surpass about 400 employees for worldwide. Uh, we're opening up data centers in countries where we're just starting to emerge in. Uh, Canada's growing very quickly. Europe is growing very quickly. And uh, and we're kind of reaping the success of that. So it's a condition of a couple different things. A, uh, you know, Datto's obviously invested quite a bit into its product and, and we're growing quick as, as our customers are. But I think it's also a little bit of the state of the market. I think people are starting to realize that continuity is a viable solution for small business and uh, Datto's got the right product to be able to go and offer kind of that new spin on backup out to their small business customers. Well, it's interesting because a few years ago with Superstorm Sandy, we all learned that if you spin your stuff up in the cloud, it doesn't get wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's not like you're waiting for a new disaster, but uh, I think that the business has matured and the business owners have figured out, hey, you know what, this is real. It's not just something where somebody's putting my stuff up on a you know a cloud drive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and part of it is it's, it's getting away from it, and this is kind of where we've been lecturing on kind of our messaging today is getting away from selling based on disasters because disasters, as, as much as they happen, Hurricane Sandy affected us on the East Coast more so in the North because we weren't prepared for it. We've never been through that. you know. And that was a huge blip in sales for us because now all of a sudden everybody's starting to think about continuity. How am I going to get my data? The problem is, is that when you start hitting areas where there aren't disasters or you start hitting areas where the disaster is so remote or, or happens so infrequent that people it's not top of mind. So how is the MSP going to make money? And this is why the conversation, I think, is changing and, and more so away from those disasters and into that, all right, let's talk about uptime. Because what we found is, is that most of the restores that we actually do with our MSPs are not disaster related. Uh, disaster from the perspective of you know fires or floods. What the disaster is typically is people. Um, we did more crypto locker restores in the last three months than we have any other type of. You mean restore. since they caught the guys? No, well, no, because you know there's a, there's services out there now. Right, you right. could the, cart, create the your own. The virus is still there. Right, your own ransomware as a service. You know, and the, and we're just seeing the the beginning of it. There's going to be you know this is the new age of of data attacking and and data uh, ransom and people are making more money off of it. Viruses used to be just that kind of this cool thing. Hey, let's screw everybody up now. People are realizing they can make money off of uh, off of uh, hijacking people's networks. So, you know, we uh, this is where we start talking about uptime. We start talking about people being the disasters more so than a hurricane or a tornado. So, um, that story uh, and uh, along with the price of the cloud coming down significantly has also you know been uh, it's a new way for us to go to market, new way for the MSP to go to market and actually create and add something to their portfolio of services, which in essence is continuity. Right now, you s- sell a variety of different things. Mm -hmm. What's the most common thing that people are able to resell as soon as they become partners? 
Uh, now, when you say a variety of different things, we're still focused exclusively around backup disaster recovery. Right, but I have a choice of on-site, in the cloud. Uh, no, you don't. You don't, and I'll tell you why. Our, our solution is a hybrid solution, and uh, there's a reason why we do that. So every data comes with an actual device, uh, and then the, that device uh, also backs up to the cloud. Uh, sure, you can shut the cloud off, but that takes away from your continuity offering. Why would you do that? Um, uh, you know, the local device is, is a key important part of it because you want to be able to recover that customer's data in every disaster scenario, whether it's a crypto lock or whether it's a hurricane, it doesn't matter. You need to be able to get that, that um, data back. And the only way that you can do that is either through the local, which is the quick, easy way to restore it, but if the local device is gone, your cloud's your salvation. So we look at it and go, if you sell cloud only or you sell local only, you're not selling a continuity solution, you're selling backup. And that's not what our value add is. Our value add is continuity. The data will always be there if, if it's needed. Now, we are launching virtual products. We're able to sell uh, what's called virtual Cirrus now, so you can take our software and put it on your own device, but the device is still part of that process. Because, again, continuity is a combination of making sure that the data is always there, whether it's in the cloud or whether it's local, that it's an image-based backup, meaning you're getting all the data instead of just files and folders, and that uh, you have, um, and talking about downtime and eliminating that downtime through things like our virtualization, which is built into all of our products and included in our pricing. Virtualization is going to be key in order to eliminating downtime. And what do you do with folks who say, well, you know, we're all laptop-based. we got one server and all these laptops. Do you secure the laptops? Sure, absolutely. So we've got a, a, a product that actually speaks to that part of the market. It's called Alto. Um, Alto ranges from 150 gigs all the way up to one terabyte, and it is a local device that actually uh, replicates again in the cloud so that you've got a proper continuity solution, even for something as simple as a laptop. It's extremely uh, priced extremely aggressively, so it, it does fit within the small business market. The actual device has no upfront cost. And it's a subscription to however much data you want to put in the cloud. So it's something that the MSP can afford out of the gate. It's something that the MSP can go and make money out of, uh, money on out of the gate, and a very viable solution for those small business users for sure. And you use the term hybrid. Is is hybrid technology just the way everything is going to be uh, going forward? Uh, interesting uh, question. I, and that's a, that's a tough one because you know I, it's easy to say yes because we have a hybrid cloud solution, but at the same time, um, you know. Ten years ago, we weren't talking about managed services or the cloud. I mean, not as defined today. So, you know, uh, are we going to see it evolve? Absolutely. Are we going to see it evolve into something different? Are we going to be calling it something different? You probably know better than I do. But um, you know, hybrid cloud is definitely. I think as the as the costs of this come down, as there's more competitors in the marketplace, as end users are starting to understand the cost of downtime more so than the disaster recovery, then I think you'll see it uh, evolve, um, and uh, we'll be there to evolve with it. Now, one of the things that's happened is that a lot of different areas, and Canada's one of them, uh, have laws that say you got to keep your data inside the country under these circumstances. Mm -hmm. uh, so can I pick the data center where my data is, are stored? You can, but, well, okay, so it, I mean, immediately out of the gate, uh, the data is stored in the country that you're in, assuming we have a data center in that country. If you, if you set up a data device in the United States, it will back up to a U.S. data center. Why you'd want to turn around and store it in Canada, I wouldn't know. 
Could you do it? Sure. I don't think that you want to do it that way, but you could point it to a different data center, and, and I don't well, see that scenario very often. So, so you know my mobile device is NSA 10, right? Mm. So. Mm, fair enough. Um, we do, actually, it, it is a pretty sensitive subject, but more so making sure that that data stays within the country of where they're, where they're uh, uh, located. Um, Americans tend not to want their data offshore, even if the data is, you know, there's nothing in there that they really need to worry about. When you start getting into compliance laws like uh, Privacy Act and, and HIPAA, then absolutely the data has to stay within the U.S. Uh, and most of our devices actually encrypt the data so it falls within those compliance guidelines. Canada is a great example because in Canada, um, if the device, uh, a lot of Canadians are okay or tended to be okay with storing data in the United States, you know. But the problem is, is that with the U.S. Patriot Act, the Americans have 100% full access, no questions asked, to any data that comes from a foreign country and is stored within the United States, and that includes Canada. So when you talk about things like that, that's where having a Canadian data center for Canadian customers is pretty critical. You start talking about Europeans, and there's some countries that are okay with data being stored in the U.S. There's some countries that absolutely don't want data stored in the U.S. I, I mentioned yesterday in a keynote that I was in the Netherlands, and the Netherlands, they would be okay if the data center was in Russia, if the data center was in Germany, but no, God forbid it's actually in the United States. I don't want the Americans anywhere near my data. You know, so, you know, those are, are scenarios that as we continue to grow, as we continue to set up data centers, we need to be sensitive to that and the local needs in the local area. But and we've done we've done a good job at that. But you know, there's certain markets that we don't enter in simply because we don't have data or data centers within those markets. Right. Well, I know every time I talk to a group about backup and disaster recovery, the Canadians all want the first question is, is this going to be stored in my country or your country? Yeah, absolutely. It is critical. I mean, I'm I'm a Canadian. I recognize that. I know that as part of the market. It's not a... I was going to say it's not a distrust of Americans, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. <laughs> but, but we don't trust them. <laughs> well, it's, it's more so of, of how you guys uh, treat foreign data as opposed to what you're going to do with it. You know, we don't, we don't believe that there's anything malicious from that perspective. Um, it's more so of uh, it, it, the, what the end user demands are. And, and also it's all, you know, by Canadian for Canada right. kind right. of stuff. And well, I mean, uh, so about, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago I signed uh, an MSP client who's an attorney who does intellectual property. Mm -hmm. He is not having his stuff go anywhere out, you know, outside. It's just not, period, end of story. Because he doesn't trust what might happen out there. Even if I tell him it's encrypted, he doesn't care. No, because encryption, you know, it, encryption is definitely a secure way of doing it and the, and the data is in essence garbage. But if it's going to a third world country where data and cloud storage is relatively cheap, can you trust it? You know, and that's where, uh, when we see a lot of cloud-only type storage, first question I ask is, where's the data? And it's amazing how many people don't know where the data is being stored. You start thinking about it, from even from an MSP perspective, are Americans okay with data being protected in Brazil, the Philippines, Europe? I'm so do you provide some chain of custody documentation? Oh, absolutely. For our data, because we own our data centers, so yeah, absolutely, we've got all the documentation anybody could possibly need in order to mitigate any objections that an end user might have. Very good. And how do folks get started with Oh, contact us, datobackup.com. Uh, easy, very easy to get set up. You become a registered partner of ours. We give you full access to all the tools, marketing materials, sales, sales collateral, anything that you could possibly need to get started. We'll hook you up with one of our uh, one of our account reps and, and give you a demo, uh, set you up so that you can actually take a look and see the technology, get a demo of the technology, and then uh, go to town. Very good. Well, thank you for your time. No, my pleasure. Thanks, Carl. As always.